0: to total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson.
1: Welcome. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson. Today, we're with uh, Dr. Dan Harrison. CEO of Harrison Assessments, and he's coming to us from the other side of the world in uh, Hong Kong. So we'll be talking with him in just a few minutes. Uh, But as a brief introduction, uh, we'd like to welcome our listeners and um, and share with you today some very interesting information on uh, behavioral assessment. With companies in a downsizing mode and industries in contraction worldwide, We thought it would be very useful to address the underlying preferences that determine the jobs and careers for which people are best suited. When the job market is volatile, job seekers must often consider alternative options on an interim and sometimes even a long-term basis. Also, we are seeing retirees come back into the job market as a result of uh, having their retirement funds and income reduced, and so they're looking for new opportunities. Uh, Today we have the rare opportunity of interviewing an international leader in behavioral assessments, Dr. Dan Harrison, and I have had the privilege to work with him and his organization over the past six years and have applied his uh, amazing instrument in many situations from career assessment to selection for hiring, coaching, and as well as team development. His insight and research in behavioral assessment has enabled him to develop an instrument to measure behavioral preferences and match them with careers and job functions for the best fit. Now as a brief introduction to Dan, he's a PhD with 30 years of experience and a diverse background in mathematics, personality theory, counseling psychology, human potential psychology, and organizational psychology. He is the creator and development developer, excuse me, of the Harrison Methodologies, including the Paradox Technology. Harrison Assessments was founded in 1990 with a single vision and purpose to help companies optimize their human capital by leveraging their deep understanding of human resources and psychology. Welcome, Dan, and thanks for joining us from the other side of the world. Thank you. And, uh, Dan, if you could just share with us for a moment or two uh, a little bit more about your background and the reason that you developed your behavioral assessment.
2: Okay. Well, originally I was involved with uh, clinical psychology, human potential psychology. That was my uh, interest earlier in my career. And then after a period of time, I became interested in organizational psychology and working with companies. And uh, in that process, I started looking around at different instruments that would help me to uh, you know, do the work that I needed to do in terms of team building and coaching and those sorts of things. And I looked at various instruments, and I discovered that um, <clears throat> they didn't include some of the psychological depth that I had been working with for years, and consequently, I was quite disappointed in in what I could get from them. So <clears throat> I set it, set on a path to create my own, and uh Initially just used it for my own work, and, uh, but it gradually started getting uh, interest from people uh, in different places around the world and uh, became a commercial product.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm certainly glad you went in that direction because it's helped us in so many situations. In this first segment, uh, Dan, I'd like to uh, have you explain to our listeners the theory behind uh, this amazing instrument. How did you come up, for instance, with the enjoyment performance theory?
2: Well, that, that one's pretty simple, actually. <clears throat> it's really a matter of just noticing that, you know, people who like what they're doing tend to be highly self-motivated and, uh, you know, re- responsive uh, to the work situation and tend to perform better. And uh, that, that, you know, when people love the different parts of their job, they naturally have the motivation and drive that it takes.
1: Yes, and and it does seem intuitively obvious that uh, what we like is is what we become good at, and and on the other hand, many companies and individuals, for that matter, try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole, so to speak, because of of certain expedient factors. Uh, perhaps the talent pool is small, or comp- somebody has a company has someone on staff, and it seems convenient to move them into a role for which they have a priority need. Uh, and another example would be when they want to reward someone for by promoting them to a role that they don't fit well. Why is it counterproductive to place people um, on these criteria rather than behavioral fit?
2: Well, <clears throat> I think that you know you you do need to f- have people that fit the eligibility requirements, but you also need people that fit the behavioral fit and. You know the, how do I put it? There's if you have uh, things that need to be done, you can do them a certain percentage of the time, even if you don't love doing them. But if that becomes more than about twenty five percent of your job, then the performance starts to suffer, and so does the uh, level of enjoyment of the of the job and the career. So basically. You know, the job needs to be mostly about what you really like doing. And and sometimes you're going to need to do things that you don't necessarily like doing, but they need to be done. And, you know, sometimes you can fit, you know, into roles and do different things because of different circumstances, but usually for a limited period of time. And uh, it's not a good idea to continue that process over time, let's put it that way.
3: Dan, I had an opportunity to... Work worked with one of my uh, senior executives here yesterday at, at Dawson Consulting Group, and he was very, very uh, positive about the Harrison estimate. He was extremely um, honest about the uh, feedback it gave him. If you would, share for our listeners, many of whom are senior executives, um, how you go about determining such things as reliability and validity, which really... Uh, Supports the, uh, the the excellence of your instrument.
2: Well, <clears throat> firstly, in terms of <clears throat> reliability, we do a test to retest, and we test people a certain uh, period of time, and then six, three months later or six months later, we test them again, and we test to see that uh, the instrument is providing uh, similar results. Uh, we have a, a quite high test to retest. Uh, uh, scores. Uh, then the other thing that we focus on is we look at performance research, and we identify what makes people perform well in certain jobs. And uh, we look at the relationship between the person's performance and the traits that the person has. So, interestingly, we discover that the traits that relate to performance happen to be the traits that are... Similar to the job requirements, and one of the things that's unique about the uh, Harrison Assessments Instrument is that it, it, it doesn't deal with a lot of abstract concepts in psychology. It deals with basically things that people like doing, and traits related to those things that people like doing. So, you know, when uh, we look at performance research that says someone's, you know, does well in a certain job, and those traits just happen to reflect the job description extremely well, you can then see that, okay, you have a very close match between the empirical data and the construct validity.
3: The conversation I had with this gentleman yesterday was extraordinarily interesting because he's a very intelligent individual, and um, we talked about how the feedback or the validity of the instrument is um, uh, is changed or not changed by such things as uh, the economy or the stress of the individual, do any of those variables uh, play a part in the feedback? Uh,
2: To a certain degree, uh, well, we have some uh, aspects of the instrument that if the person is really under stress and they're not able to concentrate, uh, it'll then tell us that the results are inconsistent and not and not reliable, and therefore don't use them. Uh, so there's an element in it that that checks for that. Um, but basically, people's preferences don't change a lot, uh, uh, you know, regardless of the situation. They tend to like the same things and dislike the same things over a period of time. So they may change a little bit, but gen- generally, that's pretty stable over a period of time. And uh, and so, therefore, it's it's you know, very effective. We're not, as again, we're not asking a lot of abstract questions that would tend to have those kinds of problems with instruments.
1: Yes, and I've noticed, uh, as I've used the instrument over the years, uh, in the transition mode that sometimes people's self-confidence and optimism will be depressed a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, because of... um, you know, the the transition or, you know, if they were terminated from their jobs or if they were under a very stressful environment for a period yeah. of time. And then I've had the opportunity to retest them, you know, within a year later on for other purposes, and I will notice those um, particular qualities uh, coming back uh, and readjusting so mm-hmm. it 's a very interesting uh, it 's so pretty
2: much what you observe
1: yeah exactly, that, exactly, you
2: know, okay. They may go through a, a down period, but pretty much they come back to themselves
1: exactly and uh, companies um often hire on technical competency, but fire on the lack of behavioral fit the, This is another confirmation of the importance of assessing behavioral fit at the time of selection, you know whether it 's for new hires or for promotion. You have another theory called the paradox theory that reveals even more about the person and behavioral threat. Uh, what is the paradox as it relates to assessment?
3: Well,
2: the paradox basically is, is having seemingly contradictory traits. And this is the area that I think most of the instruments have fallen down, is that the human psyche is, has this kind of polarity But uh, if this isn't recognized, you're not really able to see the depth of the human psyche. So when I say contradictory traits, let's say, for example, a person tends to be diplomatic or or a person tends to be frank. Well, most instruments will put those on a kind of scale where it forces you to choose an either-or between diplomatic and frank. But what the most interesting thing is, is that what we want to know is how diplomatic the person is compared to how frank they are. So therefore, putting it on that kind of scale is counterproductive. What you want to do is measure it independently and then look at them together. And that will give you a very interesting insight into the person. So in other words, most instruments fall into an either-or thinking, thinking that you're either frank or diplomatic, when in fact you can be both or you can be neither. And what we do is we take, we actually use that relationship between complementary traits to be able to see much more deeply into the human psyche, and use it as a means of uh, of, of personal growth, where people can look and, and see how those traits help each other or hinder each other, and therefore it's it's a different perspective on 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 the psychological traits. We don't look at traits as a linear process. We look at them as a system, and therefore the paradox is the key element that helps us to see the system of traits within the person.
3: And um, one of the... uh, I keep coming up with other issues we talked about, and and, and these are, of course, extremely important to our listeners. Um, For the individual who actually takes the instrument Um, Does it help that individual with such things as uh, career choices or industries or anything other than the behavioral aspects?
2: Yeah, well, that's the flip side of the instrument basically is uh, from the company's perspective, we can look and see does the person fit behaviorally to the job. But from the person's perspective, it looks more like this. Uh, What careers am I going to like and what careers am I going to love? And it enables you to then see in degrees how well you fit different jobs, which is basically taking your strengths but then using that knowledge to apply that to an understanding of what what jobs, what behaviors do jobs need. And if you make that match, you can then look at, what careers really fit your behavior profile and what careers will you feel most satisfied doing, which is one of the most important pieces of information that anybody could ever
1: have. Well, Dan, we're coming up on the uh, break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to go into more detail on this unique instrument and its applications to various uh, uh, careers and uh, job fit. So we'll be right back. Okay.
4: We talk about his money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts. We talk, talk money, money all, all the time. The time. Voice of America Business
0: earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with job search the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality one total
5: system user shared this is without reservation the best advice on job search available I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay to www.tcsworldwide.com
0: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total Career success, better job, better pay, better life. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson speaking with uh, Dr. Dan Harrison, who has a fabulous instrument, Harrison Assessments. And uh, at the um, break, uh, Dan, we were talking about the paradox and uh, how interesting it is in helping people understand various nuances of of their um, preferences And in particular, when there's an imbalance in the paradox and they favor one preference over the other in a particular paradox, you can identify stress behavior. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yes. Well, uh, by looking at traits in relationship to each other, you're able to see what we would call balance or imbalance. So, for example, if we looked at a person who has a very high, diplomatic tendency and a very low frank tendency, we would then discover, okay, they tend to be uh, evasive, okay, they can, and this is also can be a positive uh, quality, it can be very good in terms of customer service and very positive, but on the downside, they tend to be evasive. Well, that in itself creates a certain stress in the person because as you're evasive if you get into a situation where someone is very direct to you or you need to be very direct to respond to the situation you may not be doing you you may not do it you probably won't do it so, what happens is it tends to build up the tension. it builds up a stress and then suddenly, what can happen is people can flip in the opposite direction so they 'll go from being this sort of normally sort of passive or evasive person to flip and become very, very blunt and uh, this This enables us to see what the person 's stress behaviors are so not only do we see their natural tendencies where they tend to work and and where it can be beneficial, but we can also see if there is a buildup of stress, what will tend to happen.
1: Right, and uh, we found that to be very useful in uh, helping folks uh, in a coaching situation. But before we get into more of the applications, I'd like to address just for a moment the unique construct that you have for the Harrison and the technology that enables uh, it to assess 150 traits.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, uh, firstly, I don't, you know, my experience in working with uh, assessment is that if you only assess five or ten or twenty different traits, you really have very little ability to predict job success because about less than one third of what you measure really relates to success for any one given job. Every job requires a different set of traits. And so therefore, if you measure you know, 10 or 20 traits, you're not going to have very many. What you really need is a full set of traits that really cover a lot of situations and enable you to see a really big picture of the person. And therefore, you need about 30 or 40 traits that will then relate to success for one particular job. You know, it's a little bit like saying, uh, you know, there's seven, you know, factors or or five factors that relate to success. Well, that's baloney. If you look at any kind of work situation, you'll see, you know, 8, 10, 20, 30, 40 different possible ways that people can have behaviors, different behaviors that will interfere with success and different behaviors that will promote success. So even just from a person's own experience that you can see in the workforce, that, that there's many, many different ways that people can either enhance their success or interfere with their success. And therefore, the instrument needs to be able to measure those different things. And if it doesn't, it has holes in it and therefore won't be very accurate.
3: And one of the um, real issues with testing or assessment for most people is that they tend to be uh, nervous or scared, and many people will say, well, I'm just not a good test taker, I'm not a good uh, instrument taker. What what kinds of assurances can you offer our listeners that that's not really an issue and that there are uh, ways that uh, the instrument that does account for that?
2: Yes. Well, first of all, you know, people are usually thinking of tests as, you know something that you know you take at school and you get the right answer or the wrong answer but this is certainly not the case i mean what we're really asking you here is what you like doing and you know ranking things in terms of how much you like doing those things so it's not the type of you know test where you know that really makes you nervous in fact a lot of people say that they learn a lot about themselves just by answering the questionnaire in fact we don't even call it a test at all we call it a work preferences questionnaire or we look at what do people really love doing. And, I mean, honestly, that shouldn't be a scary subject. <laughs> you know, it's pretty straightforward.
1: And I've I had very, very good response from people who have taken the instrument, and uh, many times they've taken other instruments that, you know, put them in a, you know, uh, critical or uh, suspicious mode for taking an assessment. But when they take this one, it, it's a very positive reaction, especially when yeah. they see the reports Now, we've been talking uh, mostly about job fit, but you've also done extensive research for career selection. For those who uh, may be interested in making a career change or who may be in school wondering what career direction is best for their preferences, how does the Harrison assessment help them?
2: Well, the first thing that you need to do is you need to understand what your strengths are. That's the most important thing. So by first understanding your strengths and then understanding about how those apply to different career paths, It's it, that's probably the most important thing that you can do to promote your career. And once you know what your key areas are, you then have to just have some knowledge about different careers, which actually the instrument does for you. So it cert, does searches on different traits that, that tend to be uh, most beneficial for different careers and then shows you which careers uh, are going to be the careers that you t- will tend to like the most?
1: Yes, and I also like the fact that it um, ab- enables you to compare to traits that would require um, you know only uh, no education or two years versus four years. So that's a real big help too. Um, and the, the, uh, we've been using the Harrison actually for many graduates uh, as well as for our transition clients who are seeking career changes. So I can attest to how helpful it's been in validating their choices. How many careers are included, and how did you go about that research for uh, developing the career assessment report?
2: Well, there's about 600 careers included, and they're really career categories, you could also say. I mean, you, know, you there's thousands of different careers, but generally these give sort of uh, general framework for career categories or career areas that you can look at. Uh, In terms of our research, what we do is we look at research in relationship to job success, and we then are able to look at different job categories in relationship to that research. So we're able to see, okay, well, these job categories really involve these kind of traits, and another job category involves another set of traits, and by looking at various different job categories, you're then able to extract, extrapolate that information out into careers. Uh, the nice thing about the instrument that we use is, as I was saying, it has a lot of face validity. So, therefore, uh, when, careers, uh, when when a job or a career uh, requires a certain set of behaviors, it's pretty clear and obvious. And so it's pretty easy to then map those that data that we have over to those careers. There's nothing sort of abstract or convoluted about it.
3: And the um, international aspect today of our business and your business is, I mean, we live in a virtual society. We no longer have the constraints we once had and jump in a plane and do Hong Kong or Singapore or Australia. uh, And the question is oftentimes for us, does career success, according to the harrison make any difference whether i'm in hong kong or australia or the states or anywhere else
2: well actu- actually we use the same uh, same methodology in in every country and we use the same uh, what we call templates in every country so there's very little uh, differences between countries there's a lot of differences between jobs so, how well we match different jobs is very, very different, uh, and and those apply across countries. Because, as I said, we're looking at very straightforward things. We're not looking at abstract, uh, you know, elements of personality, but we're looking at what people like doing.
3: So, languages and you're,
1: or language you're then fluency. able
2: to see how that connects to different jobs.
1: Okay, um, I'd like to just uh state too that the career assessment has um so those templates built in similar to job templates has career templates which really helps people to pinpoint maybe areas that they would uh want to consider improving if they really are interested in going in a particular career direction. And we've used the uh Harrison for our transition clients who are not necessarily interested in uh, changing career direction and we'll use the full report for them. And uh, it, it's been tremendously helpful uh, in a number of ways. One of the ways in which we use it is uh, to help them decide what direction they would go. Do they want to work for an entrepreneur organization or, or maybe more of a bureaucratic organization, more of a structured organization, and to look at the cultural fit, you know, whether large or small company. So it does give the kinds of uh, information that would help them make those decisions and help us in counseling them in those directions. Another way that we have found it really extremely helpful is because it is so um, robust and so complete in their strengths as well as um, potential weaknesses that we've helped them to develop their references. And people actually write their references for uh, to present to their reference uh, uh, who are going to sign them, and it helps them to get the right, Qualities and traits uh, included in those letters. And then a third way that it's been very dynamic for our transition clients is with the preparing for interviews. And there are actually um, some behavioral interviews built into the instrument. We combine your set of um, uh, behavioral questions, Dan, with Job Search a Total System, where we have the 100 tough questions. And the combination is so powerful in helping them. Practice interviewing and prepare for any kind of question uh, they could potentially get. And speaking of that particular p- aspect of the report, how does that help companies in uh, the selection process?
2: Well, what it what it does is it helps you to target uh, specific. Uh, traits that are consistent with the areas that we measure in the behavioral assessment. So when we look at our behavioral assessment, we look at a set of criteria, a set of traits that, we, that are considered to be related to job success. Well, during the interview, people can focus on those same traits, but the nice thing is the instrument is that in the interview, you can go... Uh, more deeply into it. So, for example, you may look and see the person tends to be a highly enthusiastic person. Well, the obvious question there is, well, what are you enthusiastic about? And by going into that kind of depth, you're then able to say, okay, well, this person's enthusiasm is about something that really relates to this job. That's a plus. Well, if, if it's about something that's not related at all to the job, that actually could be a minus. So, they, In other words, it gives a greater depth to the instrument that you can't do on the instrument itself, but so you can go into details uh, related to it that will shed more light on the person's fit for the job.
1: Well, we have just a few seconds here to break, but I don't want to say, just based on my experience with the instrument, um, it is really a very small investment for students or those interested in a career change to make uh, in order to validate uh, their degree program or the uh, direction that they're heading in with their career. So after break, we're going to talk more about this phenomenal uh, instrument and the latest in- in- innovation that it brings to the assessment field. Back in a moment. Stay tuned.
4: Money, money. Up to date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America Business.
0: earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One
5: Total System user shared, this is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com
0: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson. And check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com total Career success better job better pay better life
5: feeling overworked overwhelmed Do you feel like you could use a getaway right about now? Have we got a show for you. It's called De-Stress Radio, and this show will help you take control of the stress in your life. Join hosts Robin Siegel and Marin Vertok every week. They'll motivate you to attain balance in both your personal and professional life. You'll want to share each episode with those important to you. Listen for De-Stress Radio with Robin and Marin every Wednesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network.
0: Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at one 866 472 5788 That's one 866 472 5788 Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSworldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson speaking with Dr. Dan Harrison about his uh, very interesting instrument, the Harrison Assessments. And uh, in the last couple of segments, we've been talking a lot about the career application and also the, um, the paradox concept. And uh, one of the things about the paradox um, that I have noticed is that it will show you your weaker traits and uh, can you share with us, Dan, why it is sometimes wise to, uh, to develop a weaker trait, even though you're building on strengths for your career success?
2: Well, it's really a matter of balance. Uh, let's let's uh, take, for example, uh, one of our traits would be the willingness to enforce rules, well, if you're a manager, and then we'd have another trait that's complementary to that, which is warmth and empathy well if you tend to be highly warmth and empathetic and very low on the enforcing side of it you're going to tend to be permissive and but the interesting thing about it is by developing your ability to be uh, to enforce actually gives strength and power to your warmth and empathy so from one perspective your 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 strengths can be improved simply by also bringing along a complementary trait, which is opposite, or apparently opposite.
1: That's a great way to look at it. Ken, you had a question about the paradox concept um, as well.
3: Dan, the uh, single biggest concern that individuals and organizations have, obviously, is being terminated. And even though we recommend that the termination process, if it needs to occur at all, is firm, fair, consistent, and is done according to the way it should be done, oftentimes, uh, the reality is executives and managers and supervisors and all employees are terminated for political reasons. Uh, could you share with the listeners um, how the instrument deals with that?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, there's never any guarantee that there won't be some p- political situation that will, you know, be in your disfavor. But you can... Uh, by understanding paradox, you can actually neutralize that to a large degree. So just as people tend to be polarized, uh, uh, polarized within their own mind, they also tend to polarize with other people. So, for example, <clears throat> if your boss tends to have an opposite side, for example, if your boss tends to be blunt and high-frank and low-diplomatic and you tend to be evasive, which is low-diplomatic, Uh, sorry, high diplomatic, low frank. that tends to be a polarized situation. In other words, you will tend to not do well with that person because that person is your disowned self and you are their disowned self. And therefore, you're you're set up already to be in a situation where you get into a political situation.
3: So, Dan, having the... Uh, terminating executive and or his team actually go through this process is an excellent way to help them in dealing with that termination process.
2: Yes, yes. I, I, it's really a matter of really understanding yourself. What what people really need to do is is when they're in a stressful situation, it's usually the opposite of their natural inclinations. So instead of if you tend to be a high diplomatic person and low frank person, your tendency will be to evade and pull back. And what you need to do is take the opposite approach and and bring that in. It, it become a part of the team, in essence, by actually bringing up the, the, the weak element within yourself.
1: Right. And so if they have a better balance in the paradox where they formerly did not, then they're able to deal with those stressful situations more effectively, correct? Exactly. Yes. And, uh, Dan, you've uh, really launched the next generation of your instrument that enables companies to not only assess behavioral fit or suitability, as we've mostly been speaking about, but also to measure competencies or eligibility. Yeah. Can you explain briefly how this saves companies time and money in selection?
2: Well, first of all, we pre-assess those things. So we set up a system so it asks questions online targeted to the specific eligibility requirements. Now, eligibility we're calling education, experience, and skills. So we target those things as well as the behavioral aspect. So we're able to get a complete assessment of the person before the company ever has to look at a resume. So in essence, if they have 100 people apply, they will have a rank order of top to bottom, the people that fit their requirements, how well they fit their requirements. So they can just deal with the people that tend to fit the requirements best, and they don't have to uh, deal with all of the resumes and all the people that apply. Another good thing about that is that If you're just looking at resumes, you have to interview a lot of people because resumes are not targeted. Resumes are simply a list of things that are not necessarily related to what you're looking for. So by having a targeted questionnaire in the beginning, you're able to identify exactly what you're looking for and therefore actually reduce the number of people that you interview as well.
3: And another question that often comes up relative to the Harrison is, how it impacts the promotional process. For instance, yeah. does it deal with such things as performance and potential as it relates to an individual's poten- uh, promotion?
2: Yes. Well, anytime someone you know, introspects and looks at their job and their relationship to themselves gives them a much better opportunity to actually adjust their job behavior. And, of course, if they do that, it's certainly going to have an impact on, you know, how you could be promoted. The question that you have to ask is, what are you being promoted to? Are you being promoted to something that fits you, or are you being promoted to something that doesn't fit you? So that's that's another important question you have to ask.
1: Well, on this new uh, version, which you call Hats, Dan, Uh, Tell us what that stands for, and um, what does this version do that the previous one did not?
2: Well, HATS is Harrison Assessments Talent Solutions, and it's looking at a a full perspective on how you deal with talent in the organization. So by looking at both eligibility and suitability, which are the primary elements of job fit, it enables you to then see how the person matches in different roles in different in in within the company uh, that's that's a very powerful formula because you're able to then see to compare people to different jobs in not just suitability but eligibility at the same time. One of the biggest weaknesses that we've found is that is that people Uh, even though they measure suitability, if they haven't measured and quantified eligibility, they are able to make much less use of even effective suitability assessment, because they're not able to put it together in a package and see how it operates as a whole. So it's important to really see a full perspective of a person in relationship to a job, both suitability and eligibility, and now, now you have the Information that you really need to be able to assess the person 's fit for the job, but if you have it in pieces and you look at one at one time and another at another time, and you don 't really do a serious systematic job of eligibility, then even your use of suitability is not that effective or not as effective let 's put it that way
1: yeah that's that 's a great explanation and can you tell us just a little bit about the recruitment module and how that works
2: Yes, well, what happens is that uh, a uh, uh, questionnaire can either be sent to people or you can advertise on a job board or in a newspaper. People respond to that and go straight to the web, answer a set of questions that are related to education, skills, training, uh, uh, experience, And then another set of questions that relate to work preferences, and that takes all of those answers and puts it together. So the person within the company simply opens up their system and is able to see who really fits the job or doesn't fit the job and respond to the people that uh, they they most want to see. Then they're able to track them through the entire interview process and rescore them during the interview, And, you know, enter the interviewer's responses and then get a complete systematic assessment of the person in relationship to all the elements of the job.
1: And, Dan, in the recruitment module, uh, this would be for high-volume hiring. I mean, at what point would it be practical for small or mid-sized companies to use the recruitment module?
2: Well, there's two basic elements to the process. The first is that it makes the quality, it improves the quality of the assessment. And the second is that it makes it uh, much, it it automates the process, basically. So you're getting two benefits from it. So even if you don't have a high volume of applicants, uh, you can get tremendous value out of improving the quality of the assessment by really working through in detail what are the eligibility requirements, how do you score them, what value do you want to give them. Because I found that most organizations haven't done a very thorough job of that and therefore they end up with people who have different ideas about it, and they may argue about it in the process. But what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be working through your criteria as you're working through the applicants. You're better off to work through the criteria first, then work through the applicants with the same criteria in mind.
1: So what you're saying is that you're, the recruitment module gives the companies and a structured way of going through a process that they should already be doing anyway exactly yes
2: exactly and then then, uh, as a result of that it's able to automate the recruitment process
1: yes excellent well we have just a few seconds to break here but can you share with us just briefly uh, the legal implications for the recruitment module
2: okay well first of all the element that it has of being systematic in other words when you lay out all of the requirements in advance, you clear and you quantify it, and all of the applicants go through the same process. You have a much stronger legal standing uh, because everybody's gone through the same process. You've got complete records of the entire process, so you're in a great uh, legal position at that point.
1: Excellent. Well, we're going to uh, take a little break here, but when we come back, we'll uh, uh, delve into some other applications of the Harrison and, and wrap up some additional information about hats. We'll be right back.
4: Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. Call now. call free 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America, America Business.
0: business earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job
5: or career a reality
0: one Total System user shared
5: this is without reservation the best advice on job search available I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay go to to www.tcsworldwide.com
0: and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total Career 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 success, better job, better pay, better life. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Air at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Dan Harrison talking about his unique instrument, um, the Harrison Assessments, and in particular we're addressing the the um, dynamic new application that he's developed with the new version, uh which it gives a recruitment module. Um, one of the questions that concerns especially the larger companies, Dan, is whether the recruitment module would be able to be integrated with automated HR systems uh, that have really become the norm in large and small companies.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, we do have an XML export function that can be used to send assessment data to any system compatible with importing structured data.
1: Okay. Excellent. And then there's also applicant tracking systems, particularly popular with the larger companies. Is HATS compatible with these systems, and can they be integrated?
2: In the same way.
1: Yes. In the same way. So it really doesn't matter which system they're using. That's it, correct. They, they can, um, Wow, well, that's, that's
2: powerful. Yes, and some organizations may use the applicant tracking features in HATS just on their own, uh, you know, particularly smaller, or medium-sized organizations. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to uh, integrating the Applicant tracking with assessments. So some some companies will just use that.
1: hmm And um, I mentioned to you before we came on the show, uh, Dan, that I'd seen an article in the Wall Street Journal just within the last uh, few weeks um, about another instrument they utilize that's used quite extensively in retail hiring. And I mean, it, the headline was actually. Um, you know, assessment spawns a culture of cheating. And the article went quite in-depth about how um, this particular instrument, applicants have gotten wise to it and they're actually gaming it. How does HATS protect against this approach uh, to taking your instrument?
2: Yes. Well, first of all, there's, there's several different ways that we do um in terms of the suitability, we have what we call a consistency score, so we 're able to determine the consistency of the person 's answers. So we look at uh, you know various repetitive cycles within the system and we 're able to then cross reference in a very powerful mathematical way to see that the person has answered consistently in terms of the eligibility portion of that assessment uh we there's various structures in which we an- ask the questions which tend to elicit more honest answers ultimately you can you know have some sneak through but uh during the interview process these questions are resolved again and in order to make sure that we don't, you know, it's not completely a self-evaluated process, that it starts with a self-evaluated process in terms of eligibility, and then it moves to being evaluated by the company and their references, et cetera.
1: Yes, and so uh, if they should try to misrepresent themselves, as some people try to do on resumes as well, I mean, eventually, you know, you're going to get caught uh, by the reference process and the background checks and so forth. Uh, How does uh, HATS compare to other pre-screening systems?
2: Well, what our aim is is to be able to pull together a complete set of factors. So we're not just pre-screening for suitability and we're not just pre-screening for eligibility, but we're putting both of those together into a big picture to say, okay, how does the person fit the behavior necessary for the job? And how does the person fit the uh, eligibility requirements that are requ- uh, for the job? By putting those together, you're able to get a comprehensive picture. If you try to pre screen with only one or the other of those things, because you're only looking at half the picture, you, it's very, very difficult to get a complete pre screen because you're only seeing half the picture. And therefore, you're either cutting people out that could be good or you're letting people come in that are not are not necessarily good. So by taking a complete set of factors, you're able to get a much more powerful screening process.
3: And one of the things that we really like about the Harrison is is the fact that it really complements and works so well with our book, Job Search, a Total System. Job Search, a Total System, as the listeners know, is uh, our system for helping Clients at any level achieve better jobs, better pay, better life. The instrument really complements that because it's very positive, it's very forward-thinking, and it really is extraordinarily helpful to the client. If you would, share for us how your instrument helps an individual achieve better job, better pay, and a better life.
2: Well, basically self-knowledge is the key. Uh, understanding your strengths and then learning how to apply those strengths effectively is the key to moving forward, and you know, by applying that to the right career in the right situation, that's your best opportunity.
1: Absolutely, and I've seen that happen time and time again with our clientele who are transitioning or graduates, as we talked earlier. But I'd like to get back just for a moment to the hats uh, version, and in particular, share with us the difference between the templates in your earlier version and the the job success formulas that you have now?
2: Yes. Well, the templates in the earlier version were uh, strictly about behavior. They're looking at the person's uh, behavior in relationship to various job functions, and identifying what are the success traits for various functions, which that's uh, very useful. But uh, what we call now a job success formula is, again, a complete picture of job success. So what we're looking at is what experience is necessary, uh, what skills are necessary, uh, what education is necessary, and how does that fit with the... Uh, behavioral aspects in terms of the job so by putting those two together we're able to see it and also the job success formula is a complete process of how are people going to be assessed at what point and it's a a complete formula of how you're going to go about deciding uh, who is best for the job it's how each thing is going to be weighted, how the different assessment segments are going to be weighted in relationship to each other, what parts are going to be asked during the interview, because some questions will be what we call interview-only questions, how they will be calculated in relationship to the whole, what other assessments will be administered. Perhaps there will be uh, a cognitive assessment uh, administered or some kind of a uh, other skills assessment entered, and how will all of those assessments come together as a whole uh, to tell us who's the best candidate so that's what a job success formula is
1: that's very very powerful and I think one of the the things that is is, you know a good sales uh, uh, for the instrument Dan is the fact that it eliminates um, you're you're estimating 80% of the selection workload Um, how did you arrive at that 80%
2: well it's actually quite a conservative figure uh, it, it essentially eliminates the the drudgery uh, administration part of it and puts the recruiter in the position where they're only dealing with the high-level uh, aspects, where they're only dealing with the people that, uh, first of all, really fit the job, and they're only dealing with the final assessment of of how... Uh, which one is the best for the job, which one is the best for the company culture. And so it eliminates all of the interaction that you have to do with the applicants uh, other than Uh, those types of tasks, and other than with the interview itself, and supports the interview process as well. And it puts the whole thing together in a systematic process, so therefore it saves a a, a lot of time. Um, um, Some people estimate uh, of the overall time, it saves, you know, 70% of the overall time. I say 80% of the administrative aspects of it, uh, which is actually quite conservative.
3: So, Dan, in kind of summarizing, um, the Harrison is truly tied into every facet of the HR process, uh, from the initial hiring to the actual performance and potential appraisal, down to, and if necessary, the determination process.
1: Yes. Yes, and I have had an opportunity uh, to utilize the instrument, as I said, at the top of the hour, for developmental applications, and we haven't talked too much about that today. Perhaps we could have you back for a uh, discussion on, on those applications, but we've used it for coaching, team development, as well as cultural development. So it's an extremely powerful instrument. And uh, as the distributors of the Harrison Assessment, um, we are just really privileged uh, to work with you, Dan, and thank you for coming on the show today and sharing with our listeners uh, your new um, a version of, of the Harrison. I'm looking forward personally to working with that. So anything else you'd like to share with uh, with our listeners before we sign off the year? Uh,
2: well, firstly, in terms of, you know, people's careers, uh, I recommend that, uh, you know, know what you're good at and stick to it. Uh, you know, and, that, and know what jobs, how that applies to different jobs and Keep working with it, and I think that's the key to success, uh, you know, for people in their jobs. Uh, It's been my pleasure to be here, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you.
1: Thank you so much, Dan, and those are uh, good advice to end on. Thank you very much, and you can have some rest now since I know it's very late there. See you in Hong Kong.
0: again for joining us this week on total career success with ken and sheryl dawson remember to join us again next monday at noon eastern time 9 a.m pacific here on voice america